0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NerdCops podcast, where we aim to protect and serve the sanctity of Nerdum. I'm your host today, not by court order, Renner, along with my co-hosts, Casey. Hello! And Nathaniel.
1: I, in fact, am here by court order this time.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that, Nathaniel. Um, so today, I bet you're wondering what we're talking about. Today, we are going to be talking about the Netflix series, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, Runners. Now, for those of you who don't know a little backstory, Edgerunners is actually a prequel to the game Cyberpunk 2077. And since Edgerunners' release actually has increased the popularity of Cyberpunk's playtime as well as purchases after its semi-well-deserved flop at the beginning of its release. Um, so we're we've all watched it and so we're gonna talk about it. So I'm gonna open the floor. Guys, what do you got what what, what were your initial thoughts on Cyberpunk Edge Runners?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll kick this one off because I have not played Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven. So really Edge Runners is my introduction to Cyberpunk, as is as it is to probably many people out there. I will say just first episode. Is really gripping, and you immediately are at least for me, I was immediately interested in our main character David's story and how it progressed. So, yeah, we'll dive into more of it later. But overall, I really, really enjoyed it.
2: And for my opinion, I, you know, I loved it as well. Um, I have got to play a pretty fair amount of Cyberpunk 2077, and this show just kind of honestly just kind of rekindled that, uh the desire and love for that cyberpunk world and uh yeah i thought it was pretty fantastic
0: i concur i have also played cyberpunk i have beaten it a couple of times and i have to say that it definitely reignites that feeling and love for the horrible city that is night city i don't know why i sound like a newscaster right now uh (laughs) (laughs) but to to just kind of go over some stuff first thing we're going to talk about is our cast of characters um, we have David, who, who is our first main character. And then we have Lucy, who is our second main character and love interest for David. We also have um, our merry band of edge Edgerunners, no, led by the ever gigantic Maine. We have Dorio, who is Maine's love interest, I would say. That would be the best way to put it. Then we have Kiwi who is our net runner, as well as Lucy also dabbles in net run- running. We have Gloria Martinez, who is David's mom. Pilar, <laughs> which is our um uh, our creepy guy with really long arms. Uh, and then we have everybody's favorite for some reason, Rebecca. I'm just kidding. I love Rebecca. <laughs> and then we have Faraday, as well as Arasaka. Faraday is our fixer, as well as our kind of villain of the show, as well as Arasaka, which is also the underlying villain. Uh, and then we have Doc, or our Ripper Doc, who basically installs a lot of David's um, cybernetics. So just to throw this out there, who is everybody's favorite character? Just a question.
2: I'll let Nathana go first.
1: I mean, I gotta kind of respect Gloria. I mean, I feel like out of, like, relatableness, <laughs> she's definitely the highest one to me. Other than that, I'd probably go Lucy. I think her her storyline of... This is too much for me. I'm out is is one of the more interesting ones to me. Uh And then David is the easy answer, but also fair. I think that's,
2: Those fair, are that's all fair. fantastic answers. Mind Rebecca. Mind Rebecca.
0: Yeah, I was, I figured,
2: <laughs> I, I figured. So, but here's what I, so when you said what you said, I was like, really? I can tell you exactly why. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I, I know. I was just kidding. So uh, Yeah, I can see fair that.
2: enough. So, I mean, Nathaniel does make a good point. Gloria is very high up there. Of course, David. One, The Rebecca was the character I always loved when she got up there. She's just crazy. She remind, She gave me very much Tiny Tina vibes from the Borderlands series. She was just unpredictable and just wanted... She was just crazy. And it was just... It's just so much fun. But in, in all fairness, like, honestly, the whole cast, everybody you said played a really good part and did an excellent job so
0: yeah that is good um so for me my i'm going to have an interesting take my favorite character is actually everybody's gonna think this is a cop-out but uh mine is david now it's not it's not david entirely it's the majority of the show david not the last couple episodes where david's all
2: losing his mind ripped
0: Ripped, chromed out, like it's it's the beginning of the series. David, the guy who's hopeful and is doing his best to try to give basically what Night City has dealt with, not the guy who knows that he's at the top of his game and is trying to basically get himself killed, just for kind of at this point just glory. And right. it, it's just it, it to me that's not that's not who David should have been that should have been, but uh, it, that's not who David was. So mine is the beginning of the show or a majority of the show, David. So let's talk about the weirdness of this show. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, it's a weird show. It is. Nathaniel, <laughs> and I
0: will let you go into that first because you brought so, it up. So
1: I I think I think there's a few things that I've got to preface this with. And the most obvious one is one I have watched a limited number of animes. I do genuinely think that affects how I view this show. And two, the other big one, which I've already mentioned is the fact that I haven't played any of Cyberbook 2077. So this is my introduction to this really weird world. And, you know, we, we did talk a little bit offline of how there are similarities between it and like blade runner, other cyberpunk genre stories. I've, I didn't realize cyberpunk was a genre until we talked about this, but that's fine. It makes sense now. And, you know, there's just a lot of little things. Honestly, it's not like big, you know, I, you can't say that, you know, a big corrupt world where people want power. That's not the weirdness of uh, Edge Runners. That's that makes sense. It's all the little stuff. That really adds up to okay, that was that this is a bit weird. So. The mantis blades, the cannons
0: in the arms, the giant holes in the back of people's skulls so they can upload themselves into the internet. Stuff like that, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but that's just cyberpunk.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I will say this this show is indeed weird. I will say it is not on the same weirdness level as another Netflix original, uh known as Devil Man Crybaby. You guys want to talk about weird? Jesus Christ, that show is weird. It's a great show. It's still weird. So now that we've touched on that, let's go over the plot. So essentially, we meet David. He is an average guy, basically, in Night City. Comes from a poorer side of town, but he does well enough in school to where he earns himself a place in Arasaka Academy. His mom would like him to stay, but he knows that they are struggling, so he wants to help her out. Eventually, what ends up happening is he ends up getting into a fight, his mom having to drive him basically from school because he is expelled. and then ends up uh, getting killed in a vehicle accident because Night City being what it is, there is these guys trying to kill somebody else in an opposing car, which then leads David to find out that his mom has been s- basically scavenging Chrome or cybernetics from people that she picks up in ambulances and then selling them on the black market, which he finds one, tries to sell it, realizes that uh, he's only going to get lowballed, and then decides to then implant it instead giving him the uh, ability to basically slow down time for a couple seconds and then beat the crap out of anybody. And this cybernetic piece is known as the sand Devastan. Now, this is David's first piece of chrome, and he uses that to eventually join the group of edge runners that is led by Maine, who technically he kind of stole the Sandy from because his mom technically stole it for him and he had already paid for it. So in this process, he had met Lucy. They had worked a single job together stealing shards from people. Shards are little bits of information that hold either personal information or other sorts of data that runners like Lucy and Main and his group are able to sell. He meets the rest of the gang through Lucy, uh, tricking him. And then, uh, sh- fan from there. Eventually, so one of the biggest antagonists of this show is not actually a person, but it is a concept of cyberpsychosis. Now, cyberpsychosis is essentially defined as, in the, both the game and show, People who have put too many cybernetics on, cyber mods, and, and essentially it's to the point where their brain can't function in a normal capacity. So unfortunately, it leads the mind to break, causing lots of damage, lots of casualties, which eventually does lead down to the line where David does end up struggling with his battle with cyberpsychosis and pretty much ends up losing to it. To pause there... Let's talk about the amount of, of just death in this show (laughs) of our, of like the people that we get attached to. Oh, yeah. So first up, we have Gloria, which obviously I had mentioned in our little first half of the um, the show synopsis. Next, it would be, it's Pilar, isn't it? Rebecca's brother. Pilar gets killed by a cyberpsycho. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he's peeing into a barrel. <laughs> yep, that guy. <laughs> yep. Uh, then after that, unfortunately, Maine gets hit with cyberpsychosis, and he ends up basically ruining a job which leads to basically dorio his girlfriend trying to protect him but ends up getting killed and so then maine instead just blows up an entire building just to despite the police and Max tech. then after that it would be kiwi kiwi dies in later in the show uh because uh, she uh, betrayed the group and no loose ends uh she was gonna basically convince david to test out uh, this new set of cybernetics that was going to basically make a person like next to invincible eh, for money and then uh yeah didn't uh, end up going her way and then after that is rebecca <sighs> unfortunately this show did rebecca so dirty yeah uh, and if it, and then after that is obviously our main character david martinez uh, I have skipped a single person, and that is Falco. That is a part of our group. And Jesus Christ, I love Falco. <laughs> if I hadn't forgot about Falco, I think at the beginning of the episode, I would have said he's my favorite character. Falco is one of the two people that, that out of this group survived. So Falco and Lucy. Falco, actually in the Cyberpunk 2077 game, actually ends up reaching out to you because you're curious to learn a little bit more about David and the rest of the Runners, And he basically says, yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. So, uh... I left a thing for you that's about all you're gonna get and then you get David's jacketed game spoiler alert if you haven't played it but oh well and then lastly is David David does end up tragically dying and boy howdy if this show did not give me even more fuel for the fire of hating absolutely hating atom smasher Ugh. So pissed. I hate him. I second that motion. I hate Adam Smasher. Yeah. Um, I will say the show did very well with bring like little tidbits of Delamain from the uh, game. He is a uh, taxi service. He is an AI that runs a taxi service, and his voice actor does make an appearance, as well as the voice actor for Adam Smasher is also in the show as well. And I think that those are cool little tidbits. To, to basically finish out the plot, uh, towards the end of the show, David has basically chromed out. Lucy is out of the game after Maine's death. Is basically supporting David while he's at home. I will say there, there's a lot there. Basically, like I said earlier, is Arasaka is wanting David to try on this new set of cyber mods, Uh, but he is starting to unfortunately struggle with his cyber psychosis after basically chroming his entire body, which does suck, uh, because David didn't deserve that. And then essentially, yeah, that's that's about it, and we started at the moon, and we ended at the moon.
1: That's a really good subplot there, the moon. So, to me, the, the main aspect I have is It really ties to Lucy and David's relationship. I don't know. Have we, I don't think we've alluded to that yet, but the fact that David and Lucy were in a relationship and Lucy told David that her dream was to make it to the moon effectively. And throughout the whole story, there's a lot of allusions to this. They kind of have some romantic times there and ends with Lucy making it to the moon But since David had died, he he wasn't there. And so there's this she finally got what she wanted, but it came at such a cost. And so there's that was probably besides Gloria's story, to me that was the like emotional punch of storyline in this there's there's a few other ones for sure but those are the two big ones to me
2: yeah i'd
0: agree with that um it yeah i i also concur uh there's another little subplot that we can go over and that is lucy's backstory being a basically raised as a Arasaka netrunner yeah and then her escaping that life and then basically trying to become her own person and then towards the end of the show come to find out that she's basically going around and just killing Arasaka netrunners Which is kind of (laughs) badass. Yeah. Yep. No, no, David, I can't get back in the game. I'm so sorry. I'm not done with what I'm trying to do yet. Which all (laughs) the while she's there, like she's doing this to try to protect David. And then there's another little subplot of Rebecca actually caring about David. And Rebecca is a a super like, oh, geez, I don't want to say, I don't want this to sound bad. Like she's like a super flirty, very promiscuous girl as you can as you could like tell if you watch the show we'll say that she's very lewd a lot okay. of the time but then also she just at the beginning is just casually flirting with david like she does yeah. with everybody else but then at the end of it like no like she genuinely loves this guy and wants him to like live and survive and have a normal life to the point where she's like basically begging him to stop putting on cyberware to stop
1: mm-hmm. putting yeah, on
0: more because she actually cares about him
2: yeah
1: so that actually transitions well so one of the things that thought of this pretty early on in the series then it kind of played out and the question that kind of came into my head is kind of like a theme for this is like how much of your own humanity are you willing to give up for power and really that played out a whole lot in david's story like way more than i thought it would have we talked about the fact that using the uh oh remind me the thing that he Got from his mom that the he's the first Devistan. one and devastant yeah. which he uses the entirety of the sh- of like the show, essentially. Yes. So, but have we talked about the fact that that comes at a cost to him? Like, even just that one came at a, a relatively minor cost. Yeah, minor, uh, but yes, yeah, it, it like did come at a cost. Times, eight. Yeah, eight. yeah, so he used it a bunch, and, you know, he he kind of passed out. And it was like, a, oh, okay, okay, there's a limit to how much you can use this. And even that, his body, this this is a, definitely a subplot of it, is his body could handle more cybernetics than the average person. Correct. That, Without think, going into cyber psychosis. That, exactly, exactly. So that fueled this whole almost arrogance, although by the end, I think he knew what was going to happen, but of, no, give me more, give me more, I can handle it, I can handle it. And at some point, you know, objectively, he should have stopped. And yeah. it's that, that was just an interesting subplot to me of just how much that became... His motivating factor of just how much, how much more can I take? Rather yeah. than is this actually what's good for the team, for me, for humanity as a whole? You know, obviously he still had a sacrificial overall positive ending, but it came at such a huge cost. And yeah. did he? Did what? He, ultimately, did he need to have paid that cost? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that because obviously it did benefit. Um, his team etc but Uh, that was what was rolling
0: his team his entire team other than lucy and falco are dead that's true his death allowed (laughs) lucy and falco to get away and that's it
1: okay okay so really that it it ultimately is unobjectively, he made the wrong choice of of continuing this because he, Correct. he didn't save anybody in the Correct. Game. It was the... just at a cost to him and him t- his team. Okay. Correct.
0: He made the wrong choice. His actions yep. literally did nothing so other than just get his team and himself killed, just like everybody told him.
1: Yep, which is so interesting because it's such a different story arc that you would give your main character. Yeah. Because usually at least, you know, I thought he at least had his moment of sacrifice effectively, but it wasn't even that. So that's, that's genuinely depressing and really interesting all at the same time. So
2: yeah, on that note, that's, that's one thing I really actually, I don't want to say enjoyed because it still was depressing, but like I appreciated about the storytelling is that they were willing to do that, to kill him off, to kill all of these other people off. It was just, I mean, it may sound morbid, but it was refreshing in a way that they, they told the story even though it was kind of a downer <laughs> and yeah uh,
1: i have a question so I guess two questions technically i'll do one at a time here you've mentioned a few plot points that play into uh, cyberpunk 2077 so i guess the first part if you haven't watched the show and you haven't played the game what what order would you recommend and why
0: Show and then movie. Literally, if I correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but like Edge Runners mm-hmm. takes place like a year or two prior to the game.
2: You're right, you're right. In in terms of order for in sure. In
0: terms of order, I would go with that. Especially if you watch the show first, then you go and play the game and you get come to the part where like, it talks about edge runners, you're like oh, I know
1: this. Yeah.
0: Oh no, what's about to happen?
1: <laughs> right?
0: Because that was my reaction, was just like, what the f- is this? And then I was because <laughs> I hadn't seen the show yet. And then I go and watch the show and now I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen?
2: Right. So I think just to contrast you a little bit, Really, just because I like chronological order of things most of the time, I think I agree with you. But I think also, in a way, it might not matter. Like, if there was somebody out there that was kind of on the fence and really wanted to play the game first, they should. Honestly, because yeah. because in the same way they can go deep dive this game, play the game, and then watch the show and see the all the gloriousness that is seeing some of the stuff play out on on the screen. Like for me, honestly, as simple as it is, seeing the Sand Sand Devastan play out like that was so much fun. I loved that. It was it was a lot of the little things like that that I loved seeing. I will say show. it was
0: absolutely yeah. It was so fun to use the Sandy in game after watching the show though. Oh and, yeah, and then just being like, "Ha ha! Bang bang bang
2: bang! Yeah, absolutely. Drop 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 drop!" <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, I definitely agree with you, but in another way, I—if somebody is really on the fence and really wants to play the game first, they should. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really is going to take away from anything, honestly. So, but that's kind of a cop out answer. I apologize for it, but mm.
1: so kind of reverse of that. So, y'all just talked about you know finding seeing the stuff in the mo- the show rather. That you, know, you had seen in the game, which was cool. Does the show play into any of the stories of the video game?
0: There is literally one little side mission, and that's about it. But I will say in the show, you do see a few characters that you do see in the game. Okay. I think it's literally two.
2: Yeah, it's pretty minimal. So, I mean, really for the overall question. Locations,
0: though. Locations, though. There are a lot of locations that you can see in the show that you can then go and visit in the game. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I do have one more thing that I would like to talk about. In the show's premise you as a person would get so many cyber mods on like implanted that you would eventually run into cyber psychosis like you would have to deal with that whereas counterpoint in the game you can literally mod every single part of your body and you don't experience cyber psychosis but you do have to fight them cyber psychos i have a little theory and i'll let you guys give input on this this is a spoiler for those who haven't played the game yet So the main character ends up getting a chip put in his body uh, in order to save it so he can make money and ends up getting shot and dying. Well, that chip has a engram of or basically a copy of somebody's consciousness on it, which then the chip then saves him but also at the same time is trying to take over with that consciousness's, like, basically transfer over. But because it saved you, you had it in you when you died, it malfunctioned a little bit. And so now you're just running around with another person's thoughts in your head. I have a theory that the reason why V, the main character of Cyberpunk 2077, never encounters cyber psychosis is because of that chip that chip has already done so much sh- his brain that literally it doesn't matter how many mods that it puts on his body he puts on his body because he's already technically in that realm so he doesn't experience cyber psychosis in the same way
2: interesting
0: i'll let like the listeners like deliberate about that but casey do you have any thoughts on that
2: i will say i have when i went back and started playing this game again i did have that thought It was like why is this not a thing I, there are mods. For some reason Appar- I,
0: apparently, there are mods which do like if you install enough mods on your body, you you can experience cyberpsychosis. That is a thing yeah. you can mod into the game, but it is not something that you that's experience fair. in the natural play of game.
2: The the vanilla, yeah, and I, I that's what I'm going to focus on. Obviously, modding, which <laughs> you can. Oh man, that's a whole nother podcast in general, practically. You know what? I that's a that's a fair theory because it would bring everything is pretty well written in this game, pretty well thought through that I've experienced. And now that they've released this show, like that seems like a very solid theory of the reason why it might not be the case. Whether it be the chip or something, I don't know if it would make any sense about Silverhand's personality or something like that. But yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a pretty fair theory there.
0: Nathaniel, you know, you have no idea what we're talking about right now. So, uh, I don't know.
1: Do we I mean, have any? I can't speak into the game at all. Correct. So, no, I don't really so. have anything.
2: Okay. But I am kind of curious, like, obviously you would have to do another storyline, but what would your thoughts be if there was like a season two of Edge Runners?
0: What would that, what would it even be? Everyone that, everyone that we love is dead. Think, think <laughs> about, think about the world of Cyberpunk that they've created. Everyone that we already know is dead. There's no point to that. Not unless it's completely rebooted and it's possible that they might, but it's just, would it be a se- would it be a prequel to the sequel of cyberpunk, or would it be a, pre- a a prequel to the prequel? Like would this be a brand new thing? Like, would this be like I mean- something completely different?
1: Are there any characters from the show or, or I guess from the game, I can't speak into that one, but that have implied backstories that you would be interested in diving into more? There's a lot of the game. Yeah, there's a lot of the game.
0: I That's mean, like I'd think... love to know V's backstory. Cool. That would be interesting. Word. Because because essentially everything that happens in Edge Runners takes place while V is actually in Seattle, Atlanta, Atlanta. I think I don't remember. <laughs> and he's not in Night City. All of this takes place, everything in Runners takes place when he's not in Night City. And he's gone for a while. Like, he's been gone for, like, what, three years or something like that?
2: That sounds about right, yeah. So,
0: at, like, all of this takes place within, like, a year or two before he gets back. So, there's an entire backstory of V and what he does. That could be something they do. Geez, not just V, but, like, Johnny that'd be cool to see because yeah like it touches a little bit in the game as to like his backstory and whatnot but it would be cool to see what johnny's backstory and stuff like that there's a lot that they could do but i don't know if they will do Especially yeah. depending on, because it really it depends on endings. It depends on endings so much. Right.
1: Yeah. Honestly, this conversation kind of seems similar to the, like the past episode we did with uh, Disney sequels that we'd like to see. Some of them were, you know, we want to see this story continued. But a lot, some of them were just, this is a really interesting world. There's so many possibilities of stories. Let's do it. You know. Obviously, David. Correct me if I'm wrong, was not an established character in the game, or maybe he was implied. I don't know. But, you know, just this throwaway character in a game has this amazing story that, like we've even alluded to, ultimately didn't affect a lot of reality because, uh, unfortunately, his story was tragic. But it sounds like in this world, there's going to be a lot of tragic stories like that. And not all of them have to be that, but there's a lot of possibility there.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's that's why I would actually love to see some just some more like tell some riveting stories just in the world of cyberpunk. I think it'd be cool.
0: Just give us a completely new thing, completely and yeah. uh, just,
2: uh. just...
1: I don't, agree with that. I like,
0: I, I would be happy to see something that is completely fresh, like fresh from this. Yeah, it might be cool to see kind of like the telltale games. It remembers what your choices were. And like, depending on what ending you went with, you see characters, you might interact with characters that were from the first game, but things that you may have done might be jaded, so on and so forth, or stuff like that. That would be interesting to yeah.
2: see. It would be pretty cool for sure. Then again, I say all that, but I actually really would like the team to start working on Cyberpunk too. <laughs> Just a game. uh We got to oh. wait
0: for uh, Civil Liberty first, I think is what it's called.
2: Civil Liberty. Okay. Uh, I think that so. sounds no, like a on. whole other conversation.
1: Is the team that's responsible for making the game at all involved in the team making the show?
0: CD Projekt, Project Red? Yes, they were. And it's called... Phantom Liberty, my bad. Yeah, the DLC is called Phantom Liberty. We have to wait for that first. Uh, but yes, yeah, CD Projekt Red was actually on the team when developing Edge Runners. I will say there was one thing that was not supposed to happen that did happen, and that is Rebecca. The developers of the game were like, there are no lollies in this universe. Like, there are no adults that are kid-sized that do that. And the the show still put Rebecca in it, and they were like basically just the corpos.
2: Yeah, F the corpo.
0: (laughs) And so that's that's essentially what they did. Rebecca was not technically supposed to be a part of the show, or at, at least in the form that she's in, was not supposed to be a part of
2: the show so i need Mm -hmm. you to realize how happy that makes me because i mean like her rebelliousness and craziness is the reason most people love her and that story just made my day i'm cool i'm good Yeah,
1: it's it's interesting that her character plays into that story too it's like this wasn't supposed to happen exactly you know (laughs)
2: rebellious crazy i I know and it it
1: fits it fits but
0: yes so technically yes they they were a part of this they did help develop stuff it's why that they have Things that they have, like, in-game and stuff like that in the show. Okay, Um, so I
1: guess bigger bigger question, and this is what I'm more getting to, is let's take the DLC out of it, or maybe not. The teams that are creating that... I don't feel like would prevent a show from being created. Is that a fair statement? Maybe. Like, because you have so much developers of the video game. I don't think it would be the same people creating That's
2: the well, anime. Yeah. I don't maybe, know. That would be wrong. But, well, and yeah. I mean, just to toss this out there too, is they also announced three new Witcher games in the future. So, I mean, they've got multiple things on their plate. It won't be the so. same okay. without Henry
0: Cavill. Okay. It won't be the same without Henry Cavill.
2: Well, that's the TV show. I was referring to the video games. But
1: Okay, hold on. And just for people like me, that is created by the same company? Am yes. I CD Projekt Red
0: did also cool. work on The Witcher. Yes. Cool. Or they are the that was... studio that made The Witcher. Cool.
1: I was not aware of that. Oh, seem- yeah, there's.
0: Uh, that's why there's little there's little Witcher like kind of like notes in Cyberpunk. Like there's like there's a couple of things which like oh this is very Witcher vibe. Like there's like an entire like outfit that you can you can have. That's like oh cool. This is kind of like Witcher. It's like oh yeah. I hmm, wonder why. Yeah. Also there is a little uh, Easter egg with Scorpion from uh, Mortal Kombat.
2: Ooh, I don't think I found that one.
0: Yep, it's really, it's it's interesting. It's sad, but it's interesting.
2: For the record, we are really trailing now. the corpos. Amen.
0: Thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of the Cost podcast. Let us know what you thought about Cyberpunk Edge Runners. You can do that by following our socials that are in the description, as well as going to our subreddit and discussing with us there. We'd be happy to do that. You guys stay cool, and remember to always f*** the corpos. Bye-bye.